0: Oh, one sec. Well, we're live now. Why? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no, not that good. What's up, guys?
0: Nothing much. What Dave, is there anything wrong? We can start over if you
1: want to. Go. No, 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 man. We're good. We're good. I'll I'll adapt.
0: You'll adapt. Okay.
1: You, baby. No worries.
0: Audio's fine. Your audio's fine. So
1: anyway, like I said, I was I was doing cardio.
0: I don't know if you know about the importance of cardio and the balance between lifting weights and cardio. But uh actually, I do have a question for you. Yeah, since sure. You are, since you are a professional uh, fitness guy. Uh, why, why the hell do I feel so be- better after running, you know, a couple miles? Like, why is it just a natural? Uh, yeah, man,
1: just you get that endorphin rush, uh, you know, and, and you get like it's a it's a mental spike, too, because, you know, you're doing something that's going to benefit you uh, from a long-term health perspective, you know. And then it's also like kind of hard. So whenever you complete exercise, you know, you're going to be like, oh, like I just did something. I like it's, a, it's, it's like yeah, it's like a feeling of accomplishment. So it's pretty good.
0: OK, but there's aside from the psychological aspects, we're talking biochemistry like it does release endorphins or something like that. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's why they call it like a runner's high uh, when when they run. I mean, me personally, I'm not a big fan of cardio. <laughs> uh, I made a whole video about it. Like, you know, if how much if, you hate that- cardio? No, uh, I made a video. Basically, if your if your primary goal is to improve body composition, why you need to make resistance training the cornerstone of your training, mm-hmm. and cardio is kind of like a supplement when you start hitting plateaus when it comes to fat loss.
0: Yeah. No, I remember uh, I was running like 11 miles a day,
1: mm. uh, and it just That's helped hard.
0: out. And like, yeah, it, it made you feel. But yeah, I was a, I was a scrawny twig back then, of course, and yeah, it uh, just eats up all your your calories of energy. But man, there's like. Almost like, uh, I'd say half the days, you're just like, you're like, ah, oh, God darn it, you know something pisses you off. But then you go for a run, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, yeah, life ain't too bad. so <laughs> Anyway, um let me explain to my audience uh, who you are. I'll have you do that, but explain why you're here. Uh, Myron and <laughs> I were both on uh, the Rule Zero seminar that happened a week or so ago. And uh, my seminar was uh, one of the first ones. And the numbers and the statistics were very depressing and sad. And uh, I don't know how many decimal points were in, but I, I remember one of the data and statistics was that there are, for for the average guy, okay, this is what, what you got to share communally, there's somewhere between 400 and 3,000 unicorns out there to be spread across, I don't know, 50 million single American men within a dating range. Uh, and then Myron basically comes on and says, hold my beer because apparently... That was too optimistic, and he came in, not not necessarily with so much statistics, but some insights as to why it might even be worse. And um, since I, I'm older, because you're what? You're, you're not even 30 yet, are you, Myron?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm 30. I'm I, 30. I just 30 this year, yeah.
0: Okay, but you're still, I think you're the youngest speaker we had, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm the I'm the youngest for sure. You're the
0: younger there. So <laughs> you are the closest to the front lines and this is a problem like old timers like me and Rolo and Rich and all that and it, I think yeah. everybody else had a had a girlfriend or <clears throat> most of us did and that is we get, we're we're getting older, we're getting further removed away but you know, so I don't want to lose tabs on what the younger guys are experiencing and that's kind of why I want to have you on because you got some insights, man. It's not just that you're younger. But you're in the, the dating world in different capacities, uh, that provide a lot of insight. And so I wanted to kind of get you exposed to my audience, not just cause it's a bunch of old timers listening and we're curious, but we have <laughs> a lot of younger guys here too. And, um, you know, we'll have a lot of, we'll have people in Nebraska, whereas you're in Miami. And I think all the different environments that you're in is going to provide a lot of useful information to these guys. Um, so why don't you just tell me, Make tell sense. us your background, which I don't know that much, but I just know that you're a professional uh, trainer uh, and mm-hmm. that's even your side gig, I think. But uh, tell us about you, how you got here and, and kind of the basics on that.
1: Yeah, man. So for uh, first and foremost, Aaron, thank you for having me on your show. Um, I'm a big fan uh, on the low. I want to tell you that on there. So you'll
0: you'll you'll get you'll get standards and you'll find out. I'm just a <laughs> like I've, I,
1: I've read the better. Uh, I have read the bachelor of Ad economics uh, two times. I think it's a fantastic book. I recommend it to all my friends. It, pretty much, uh, Bachelor Pad Economics and uh, The Rational Male. Uh, those are two books that I recommend to pretty much all my friends when they're like really to like when they're ready to not st- to stop being stupid. But uh, for the most part, guys. So, Myron Gaines. Uh, I live here in Miami, Florida. I live in downtown Miami, Florida, the Brickell area, which is like a, the Manhattan of Miami. Um, I've been here for about three years. Prior to that, I lived in Texas, South Texas. I've lived in Connecticut. New York City, Philadelphia, um, Boston, Massachusetts is where I went to college, Northeast University. Uh, I rode College Division one there as an athlete, Uh, so I learned a lot of discipline habits uh, from doing that, waking up 5 in the morning every day to jump on the water when it's cold and train, Um, and uh, yeah, man, I've been here in Miami, Florida since 2018, and uh, my game really evolved when I moved here because Miami is sink or swim, baby. Like If you don't know what you're doing with the girls here, you fall in one of three categories. You're going to fall into a guy that has game and is able to get chicks, a trick, basically a dude that spends money to get girls, whether you're a sugar daddy or you're paying chicks straight up money for like escort escorting, whatever it may be, or you just basically, uh, celibate. Um, because the women here are 1000% cutthroat and they're very attractive. And, um, you know, it's just a competitive marketplace here. we got a lot of celebs that live here in Miami. We've got a lot of athletes. we got a lot of New York money, a lot of investors that live in New York city come down here periodically or have a, a summer home down here. So um it's a very uh how do I say this tough marketplace. So if you don't know what you're doing, you're gonna take an L. So being here has basically sharpened me to the point where when I go to other major cities and run game Phoenix, San Diego, Los Angeles, whatever, it's it's not nearly the same as, as here. Cause if you run like a night game session here in Miami, like let's say Club Lift, for example, or Club Story, one of these top tier clubs, you're probably going to run into like a Dan Blazarian or like an offset or something. Well, Dan Blazarian is banned from live, but you're going to run into those caliber of celebrities when you're at these nightclubs. So if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to take an L every time. So my thing is I just kind of tell guys, uh, I, I don't lie. You know, I don't sit there and tell them like, Oh yeah, chicks aren't hypergamous. You just got to have game and you'll get girls. No, you got to have all three, baby. Just like me and my boy, John from out life dating say you got to have to be, to get at a, a lot of sex nowadays in 2020 as a man. With all the options these women have, you have to have your money right, your muscles right, and you got to learn, you know, basically social acuity of how to, uh, you know, properly convey yourself to women in a manner that is conducive to your success, you know, without you being low value. And I think that's the thing that a lot of guys struggle with, whereas they speak to women in a manner that. They would talk to their friends when in reality that's that's very repulsive to women. You know what I mean? You can't be straight up with them. You know, there's a whole other language that they speak, womanese or whatever you want to call it. Shout uh, out to Donovan. But um, but that's a general gist of uh, who I am, what I do. And, uh, you know, I train guys uh, in fitness as well. Uh, I take an, a science-backed lens to how I train my clients. I use all the studies, everything like that. Those videos don't get nearly as many views on YouTube though everyone wants the womanizer content that's uh,
0: a, you have no idea man like yeah. I could write the most brilliant economic piece yeah and, and let's solve poverty three people tune in let's yeah. solve poverty and get laid ten thousand Yeah, views. exactly
1: you know so guys clearly there's there's a and, and it's it, it and here's the thing like what I've learned is that the reason why dating videos get so so many views especially now because it's like the, you know the the community, the manosphere is growing like more and more guys are coming. Exponential. to
0: Exponential, yeah. I I thought it would plateau, but it just keeps on going.
1: And, and I'll tell you why, because as you guys know, I'm in I'm in the game. I'm I'm here. You know, I'm running Instagram Instagram game. I'm running online dating. I'm doing cold approach, to, to both day and night. I'm using all facets of the game. And what I've learned is that most millennial guys, guys in my age group, are not getting girls. They're they're literally struggling. And I think that's why more and more guys are awakening. And realizing that uh, you know female nature, because so many guys are getting frustrated with dating and finding women and everything like that. And then you compound the problem with you know pornography being for free, the video game system that we have, with the video game uh, you know generation we have now, where guys would rather play video games. More and more adult men are living with their parents. You combine all these things, and it's no wonder that so many guys are being left out in the sexual marketplace. Um, and then on top of that, as well. Quite frankly, girls have more options and they're more selective. The days of making thirty thousand dollars a year and driving a Kia Sophia and having a good insurance policy to get a wife, those days are done, baby. Like, mm-hmm. you know, these girls have more options than ever before and they make their own money. So if the if the beta bucks is provided for, what's what's left? You know, in the famous words of Rolo, you know, alpha seed, right? So, um, so with that said, since women are more selective, that's uh a lot a lot a lot more men are being ostracized in the sexual marketplace because of that. So only a small percentage of guys. I argue honestly, uh, like in major cities, I think maybe ten to fifteen percent of guys are having sex with eighty percent of the girls. You well, know?
0: That, and that's that's kind of one of the key things I wanted to hit on. This might as well use this as kind of a a vehicle <clears throat> to figure out your background and where you came from. Sure. All right, so Miami. It sounds like this is the major leagues. Like if you're talking about dating and going out, Miami is the major leagues. You got to be on your game. This is not Triple A. This is not the. Uh, what they call it, recruitment teams or anything like that. Even if you go to Phoenix or something, and I thought, was it Tempe, Scottsdale? Easy was of, yeah. easy mode
1: compared to me, Okay.
0: <laughs> so you're at, again, so, so this is exactly what I wanted. You are at the front line, but you've lived all over the place. Now, how did, cause, and you, you also were not as jacked as you are today. So you've had to go on two different paths, one weight loss and all that, and, and getting into the physique. But then, is is this a similar story? You started at the rookie leagues, playing college ball, then you made it to the minors, and all of a sudden you quote draft yourself into Miami. Kind of take me through that process, like because you didn't, you weren't born uh, Denzel Washington of the Gen Z generation.
1: Yeah, no. So I'll uh, so I grew up in a uh, I grew up in a Muslim household. My parents are from Sudan, and <clears throat> and uh, I grew up in Connecticut. And, uh, you know, growing up, I was always very skinny and I'm actually going to pull up a picture for you guys right now from my Instagram because people don't believe me when you've always been muscular and I'm like, yeah, okay, bro. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it always makes me laugh when people say that, but yeah, I was actually very skinny before I here. I'll share my screen real fast with you, Aaron, uh, and the you guys will be able to kind of see what I'm. Oh, talking Oh,
0: here, about. let me uh, add that to the screen. There we go.
1: Uh, there's me on the left. I was about two. Uh, I was 164 pounds. That was taken right after my high school graduation in 2008. And then uh, the picture on the right was taken 10 years later in 2018. Uh, it's 10 year transformation. And I'm how about, old
0: are? Uh, how tall are you here? what you said 160.
1: Yeah, I was one. I was 164, and I'm I'm six foot three. And both. Wow. Days. Oh yeah, you were a real dude. My, you were 10 pounds heavier than me. Yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, that. yeah. So that was me, uh, 2008 and then 10 years later, 2018 at about 205 pounds. And, uh, so I always grew up skinny. And then the other thing I wanted to show you guys also was, um, I actually did an experiment in 2014 where I got like fat as hell, uh, when I was living in Texas on you purpose. Know, I, I, yeah, I, I did it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I basically like got fat here. I'll share my screen again. Uh, where is it? Okay. So it's up. I'll just go all the way up to the top. Cause I know it's up there at the top. Um, yeah. So this is me again, uh, on the left, this was around January of 2016 at about 240 to 250 pounds. And on the right, that's me at around to getting back down to that 205. Uh, but yeah, it took about seven months to lose that weight. That was the p- difference between there is January. to I think about July, 2016. So I did that experiment when I was living in Texas in between 2014 and 2015, then lost the weight in 2016. But, you uh,
0: bored, like you just got sick of rattlesnakes and people driving real slow in Texas or
1: what? <laughs> no, I just, uh, I, I wanted to, I didn't, I was, uh, I, I didn't, I wasn't happy with my muscular development. So I was like, dude, I'm just going to do a dirty bulk and see how much muscle I can gain. So I just mm-hmm. took like a year plus to eat in a calorie surplus and I ate too much in a calorie surplus and I just got fat to up to 250 pounds. And, uh, then I was like, yeah, no, like <laughs> I need to lose the weight and I lost the weight and I've, I've never been fat again since. But, um, I did it simply by tracking my calories, you know, watching what I ate uh, and then systematically cutting those calories as I started to hit plateaus and everything like that but um but yeah man, i mean uh that's kind of like how that's like my my background of, of like uh that's your
0: bodily transformation
1: uh, that's my bodily yeah that's my bodily right. transformation, yeah for sure. <laughs>
0: Right. Well, just as that, you didn't go from some 14 year old dweeb whose voice is cracking to going to nightclubs where if I, you know, you're you're running into a Dan Bilzerian or Dre or whoever happens to show. How did you get there going from Connecticut to Texas to Philly to Omaha to Tulsa to yeah. wherever it was that you went before?
1: So I, I would say my, my game. So th- that's a great question, because growing up in high school, I actually played video games like at a semi-professional level. I played Halo 2 at a very high level, <laughs> uh, back in like, oh, 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 six, oh, seven. Sure, back in the day. Right. Yeah, yeah. Way back when I was in high school. And then after I grad- graduated, high school, I did a year in, in Connecticut. And then I actually transferred to, to uh, Northeastern university, which is in Boston, Massachusetts it's in downtown, uh, Boston for all the guys out there that went to Boston university where, where your enemy and your school sucks. <laughs> but, anyway, <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, so I went there and I rode for four years and that's when I really started to like because I had always, uh, I read The Mystery Method when I was, like my game, uh, uh, I guess story is like, I read The Mystery Method in my like, junior, senior high school when the pickup artist came out. Uh, and it fascinated me. I was like, whoa, because I had always struggled with girls. I didn't lose my virginity till I was 18 on prom night, which is hilarious, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> uh, so, um, after, after that, I went to college. And before I went to college, I'll never forget, I read this book. It's by Mar- a guy named Mark Redman. It's called Conquer Your Campus. And in it, even though you could look it up on the internet now, it's just on like PDF for free. But that's that's um, one
0: you sent to me right with some of the data that I use. Yeah, three like percent or twenty percent, man, or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, yeah, I yeah, that's a, okay. One of the right. References I sent you. So I read that book, and that book explained college dynamics perfectly on how to get girls in college. Because uh, obviously, as a younger guy, you can't leverage money and like you know renown as much. You know, you got to leverage more like stat, your status on the campus to get. Right. So. Um, being an athlete, I was able to leverage that. We, we you know, we hosted parties. Uh, since we're division one, we couldn't party all the time, but we would, you know, throw at least one to two parties a month, and it got a lot of traction. And you know, I pretty much became known as the guy that would go out and recruit the girls to come to the parties, and because uh, you know, I naturally like had like so, some charisma, you know, from playing video games for so long, yelling at little kids talking smack to me, you know, you get that charisma. Cause like, you got to talk crap back to them on the microphone.
0: That actually <laughs> ended up serving you as a skill
1: later on. It did, man. Smack
0: talking to 10 year olds.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, because oh, um, I, I used to, I kind of was known in the halo two community for being a smack talker. So it made me be, have to be quick on my feet, you know? And it's actually funny. Cause I'm, I haven't, I never realized it's still doing this interview with you now that like, Smack talking on Xbox is actually what helped a lot with developing my charisma. Cause when you're in these chat rooms with these dorks and they're talking smack, like you're Bob's oh, you're like, Oh really? That's why your balls haven't dropped. And you just, I just start cooking the kid. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you got to uh,
0: play at the same time. It's a mind exercise.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Right. So it made me really sharp with thinking on my feet. So, uh, and I've been banned from Xbox several times for talking smack dude, like <laughs> but several times, but, um, for swearing or whatever it may be. So with that said, I kind of applied that, uh, that quick thinking over to like running game to invite girls to parties and everything like that, and then uh, you know I did pretty well in college. Then when I got out of college, I realized, man, my like regular game is trash. Like I was really dependent upon being on a sports team, being on a college campus, meeting college chicks. So after I graduated from high school, there was a period where like I kind of slowed down. I was still meeting girls, but not nearly at the same rate. And then, uh, and then from living in Boston and then Texas, it was kind of slow. And then when I moved here in 2018 to Miami. That's when I was like, all right, I'm going to start practicing this stuff like full on, and then that's when I so started. You,
0: you didn't go even clubbing necessarily in Dallas or Boston or anything. Like, you came into Miami cold and learned from the ground up in the Miami uh, courting dating environment.
1: Yeah, I always like I always, um, like, uh, I always uh, like I didn't really in my 20s. I didn't drink like that and go out and party. It, like I, I like I would do it a couple times a year only. You know, when I would go back home to because I was living in Texas. When I go home to visit friends and stuff like that, two to three times a year, I'll go to the nightclub with them and party. But that wasn't enough to get like consistent practice. So I, yeah, I would say I didn't like really start perfecting night game until I moved here because you, you, you sink or swim. You know, like this is the Olympics of night game because uh, all the top clubs in the world are pretty much here. So okay, all right. So
0: here's let's go through. There's a couple things I remember from your presentation. Sure. Uh, to show how nuts it is in Miami. Uh, and I forgot when I had to write it down, I forgot the statement you made about the sugar daddies.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like How many
0: of the gals tell, tell them about how many gals you estimate are, uh, financed in some part by sugar daddies.
1: So, I'll say this, man, and this is uncomfortable reality. We talked, me, me and my boy, Fresh Prince CEO, we we crunched the numbers and, you know, we we uh, we did a Patreon video just on this. And one thing I think modern uh, guys that want to get into dating, uh, the, uh, you know, the modern day dating game is that you got to understand is that the top tier girls from a looks perspective, your nines and tens, uh, a lot of the time they're dealing with some kind of super high value guy that you're probably not going to be able to compete <coughs> compete with. Whether it's a celebrity, a rapper, an athlete, whatever it may be, um, a lot of these girls have access to these men and or have dated them, seeing them, whatever it is. And if they're not seeing these types of guys, they have an uh, an older gentleman who's a simp. His wife isn't banging him anymore, and he'll give her an allowance. I can't tell you how many times, man, I'm walking in the street here in uh, in Brickell, and I'll see like a hot chick, a cold approacher. Hey, what's up? How you doing? So like, what do you do for work? And she like can't answer the question. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like she gives very ambiguous answers, and you can tell like just from her answers, like, all right, this girl's sponsored. You know what I'm saying? Because you'll, because she'll say, tell you, oh, like I, I do art or something like that. But then in my head, I'm like, well, I already know that the building you just told me you live in is about four oh, thousand. Shoes. To live right? in, you know what I mean? And then like I'll look on her Instagram story and I'll see like she has this like crazy luxurious life where she's traveling, doing all this other stuff, whatever it may be. And I just know off rip. Okay. Yeah. She's sponsored. You know what I mean? Like the, somebody's paying for that. And like what I've also, I think what other guys well,
0: hang on is, is that an actual term now used in commonly? She's sponsored.
1: Uh, no, nah, that's just me, what me and my boy fresh say, but like, okay. uh, you know, uh, you know, so it's kind of like code word, but like in general, like, yeah, like the hottest girls nine out of 10 times, someone's paying something in her life, whether it's her rent, her, uh, bills, her utility expenses, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And like, Really attractive girls, what, what they'll do is a lot of the, especially if they live in like a major city in a, in a downtown epicenter area, they'll have guys in like positions, you know what I mean? Like there's one guy <laughs> saved in her phone as Uber, another one is foodie, another one is like, you know, rents and bills and everything like that. And like guys are okay to do it because so many men are having a hard time in the marketplace right now that dudes have no problem just paying a chick money to get some kind of access to an attractive girls that, you know, people wonder, oh, why did OnlyFans explode? You want to know why OnlyFans exploded? The only re- the reason why is because guys don't get attention from attractive women like that. A lot of men don't get it, so they pay for that experience of being able to like uh, interact with a hot girl. You know, not not
0: even necessarily have sex. We're we're just talking like go on a date or
1: yeah uh, yeah
0: what he takes her shopping or takes her to dinner. Or I don't imagine they're taking him to dinner.
1: Yeah, I've dated several girls that tell me how they go on uh, dinner dates and get paid four or five hundred dollars just to show up. You know what oh I mean? God. Yeah. Just, just to show up like a lot of like older, lonely men, you know, their wife might not hook up with them anymore, whatever it may be. But like, for sure, like there's, there's a culture exploding where it's very paid up. Uh, like it used to be kind of, you know, underground, but nowadays it's, it's becoming more and more apparent because more and more girls are doing it. Like, you know, these, these sugar sites have the, the, the fastest signups, you know, uh, like they're the, some of the fastest growing dating sites on the internet now, because more and more girls are becoming curious. And quite frankly, a lot of girls get on those sites because they're di- tired of dating broke guys that say, hey, let's split the check or, you know, have money problems, everything like that. Right. All right, guys, if you have money problems, don't talk about it in front of girls, because if you do, it's instant repellent to them. You know, it's not the same as if a girl tells you she's broke. You're not really going to care because her socioeconomic status doesn't matter to you as a man, but your socioeconomic status really matters to her. So if you mention anything about some financial instability, whatever, it's going to be repellent. You're going to lose the chick immediately. So, um, you know, I'm not saying go run around and say you're rich, but don't tell her you have money problems either. If you do just don't lie. Uh, so w- yeah.
0: could we say then that, you know, when I think dating site, I'm thinking, you know, uh, uh plenty of fish or match or Tinder <laughs> or, or apps like that now. And I've heard this other places before these girls are using the hookup sites and I mean the hookup sites uh, for a lack of a better word, because I am pro prostitution. I do not uh, besmirched sex workers. I think it's a legit job, but mm-hmm. these basically prostitution sites like seeking arrangement or fans only those are now being used as dating. sites. there's not even necessarily sex going on. This is just to have the companion of a gal. And then these girls also use this as a screening process to find a guy. They may be interested in.
1: Yeah. So only fans. Um, so for the people that don't know, so only fans is basically like a subscription based service where a girl can put out her content directly to an audience, and uh, sell her content um, you know whether it's nudes sex videos whatever it is and she can uh, you pay her a subscription price and then after that she can ha- put content in there that's locked behind another pay price hey uh, if you want this picture of me it's, $100, it's a hundred dollars and i'm saying yeah, yeah. so the, the, that that's it's kind of like patreon but for x-rated content and then you got the webcam girls and then you got um, obviously seeking arrangement which is or, or sugar daddy me or any of these websites where like girls go on there and they'll either use it to find a dude that's going to sponsor them, be a sugar daddy, give them allowance or take them on trips or every girl has different, um, you know, I guess goals on these sites. I always tell guys, you want to meet regular chicks. You don't want to deal with no girls that are looking for a financial come up because there are girls on these sites that are actually normal. And I've actually met like doctors and stuff like that off these sites. A lot of the time you'll meet like successful women that just are just tired of dating guys that aren't on their level socioeconomically. So, so they're
0: they're like I said they're just using this as a screen they may not even yeah. need the money
1: some women yeah some women use it and which I tell guys you want to go on dates with chicks like that um you don't want to go out with like chicks that are like desperate looking for pe- uh, a pay per meet or for an allowance or anything like that because they're gonna give you a headache um you know okay, you- hang
0: on let, let me write that down go out <laughs> with the surgeon <laughs> yeah not the sociology major <laughs> okay good tip good tip for yeah. all my younger listeners date a doctor if you can guys.
1: Yeah, because here's the thing: some guys will go out with the chick, right? And they'll try to they'll try to salt the girl, right? Like they'll uh, how do I say this? Like the girl will say, "Oh, I only do PPM or whatever," and they'll say, "Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Let's just meet and talk about an arrangement when we meet in person." And you already lost if you do that. And the reason why is because I always tell guys don't lead with the wallet. And when you do that, you're basically like inferring that you're gonna pay her. Like you're better off just like never mentioning that and just treating it like a normal date. But if you tell her, "Oh, let's talk about the arrangement on the date," and try to finesse it. That's when you're going to run into problems. Now, if you got a good game, you might be able to do it, whatever. But personally, me, I don't even waste my time because like girls like that already come with a, a bunch of headaches that you don't even that, that are far beyond financial nine out of ten times that you don't want to deal with. So um, but a lot of girls that, that you know, it, it, I know it has a negative connotation for being oh, all the girls on their escorts or whatever. But no, there are a good amount of girls that are like, you know, uh, make their own money. I, I, I went on a date with a girl actually two weeks ago that makes quarter million a year. And and she literally just uh, she's just like, you know, I'm a doctor's office, lawyers, and they're just like, I just want to date a guy on my level. Like, I'm tired of dating guys that are like broke or live with their parents. And that's what all Tinder and Bumble has apparently in Miami. I, to well, I
0: could I could be sympathetic towards these gals, especially the volume that they get. Yeah. Now the now the tactic is you you just swipe to everything and you you throw that off to the women to respond to you. And I think Bumble now. Takes care of that where the gal's got to reach out to you, but it is. And this is the point I wanted to get to kind of the arms race aspect of this. What was once a basically prostitution site are now being used as dating sites with a very high entry fee for these guys, or at least the implicit understanding that you're going to be paying for this.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, if you're going to use these sites, uh, there, there's typically going to be a membership fee of some kind that you're going to have to pay, which is actually kind of good though, because it, 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 um, it, it puts the playing field uh, as a guy, I would say like the sugar sites are the best, like they're the best sites because the girls actually come correct on them for you as a man, like on tender bumble hinge, like the girls are very annoying. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you say uh, something like, Hey, uh, uh, what's your number? Cause I, I'm a big advocate when I, uh, when I coach my guys, I tell them when you're on like the regular dating sites, hinge bumble, uh, et cetera, you need to get the girl off the app immediately and the and the reason why is because they're so inundated with with attention on there and they're getting spammed so much that you need to basically start building a compliance ladder immediately you know sex doesn't happen with comply without compliance so getting her off the app quickly is very important or getting a phone number one of the two because you got to break the the crazy noise that's on the app and then also it's to see if she actually likes you because a lot of girls half the game nowadays in 2020 is try- is is wor- be- uh, discerning girls that Girls that want to actually date you and meet you versus chicks that are just seeking free attention because a lot of girls use dating apps as a validation tool to see where they stand in the sexual marketplace, how many matches they can get. And they just kind of get this guy or that guy, that kind of guy. Yeah, like girls will sit there with all their friends and they'll like swipe, you know what I mean? Oh, he's ugly, haha, and they think it's fun. It's just like a a way to pass the time. Like a lot of girls don't use uh, Tinder, Bumble, Hinge. Uh, seriously. So you want to, you want to immediately weed out those girls right away by trying to get them off the app. If they don't, or they say some BS, like let's talk on here more, or whatever. I just don't respond or I unmatch them because, um, you can't, you quite frankly, volume is your best friend when it comes to meeting, like meeting and getting girls on dates. So you can't afford it. You can't afford wasting time on chicks that are non-compliant, you know, set up your profile the best you can and just start immediately getting rid of it. Like people, uh, when I do like night game or when I'm out running game in general, I run uh, basically, is she DTF game versus like, oh, I hope she likes me. Like, I don't care about impressing a girl. You know what I mean? Because she's going to know within like the first 10 seconds of meeting you if she's interested or not. So yeah, you could sit there and build attraction. But why do that when you can go kick her to the curb and go talk to another girl that, you know, is going to be more compliant? And Here's the other thing. When you quickly charge girls, they start to respect you more because they're like, whoa, I can't string this guy along. I need to like, you know i've had it before where i'll approach a girl at a nightclub i'll talk to her she'll give me some bs I'll go, all right cool no worries and i'll just leave go talk to another girl mm. she'll see me talking to the other girl and then she'll come back around and try to talk to me again and i'll literally right. look at and, her well, and, these, and, yeah uh,
0: these we're i uh, work i think my a little we're not that rookie noobish we, we kind of know uh that much like you know scarcity oh, yeah, 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 and things like can, that but
1: with uh with online dating is what i'm trying to say mm.
0: but what when i'm kind of interested just again i'm always trying to draw lessons to learn and most of my eyes probably i'd imagine are in their 30s Mm. you would say it's then in people's best interest because this is an arms race as far as i'm concerned i find it fascinating to watch if you're a guy in his 30s or just say you're a successful young 20 something guy and you're making good money it's almost worth your time to go and pay the the monthly fee or the annual dues for um For seeking arrangement or whatever, because it would save you the time. I don't know how many buddies I have my age or around that age, even younger though. They just are wasting their time swiping and on these dating apps and they complain and complain. And I'm like, well, stop. But then they say, we got nowhere else to go. But it may be worth what do you, what is a seeking arrangement? What is what, what can one of these dating sites set you back per year? Well, not date, I guess they are dating sites. What can these prostitution slash dating sites now? run a guy in a year, not without, without him paying, um, a sugar baby.
1: Uh, so I think it, I think seeking is dependent upon like where you are, but I think it's somewhere between 50 to like $90 a month. Uh, okay. and you know, but I think, so here's the thing with all the dating apps, like a big reason why a lot of people fail is because their pictures aren't good. Uh, and I talked about this like a yeah. detail on, on my show on Monday, but in general, just to go over it real quick. um, the thing is, is that uh, online dating apps like, especially like Tinder, they're mostly dominated by men. So to be to uh, it's only about twenty two percent or so of the user population is female on Tinder. So uh, to be able to stand out, you need to have good professional pictures with like cool backdrops. And the problem is that most guys take awful pictures for their online dating, and that right there is the root of ninety nine percent of the problems. Because a lot of guys say, "Oh, online dating is only for the top top percentage of guys." Yeah. Top percentage of guys that take good pictures. That's the difference, you know? So even if you're not the best looking guy, if you take good pictures, you'll still be able to get uh, a good amount of matches. You know what I mean? Uh, especially professionally if you've done photos that show your eyes, like a lot of guys make bad mistakes, like taking selfies, sunglasses, glasses, pictures, right. like these are all things that are going to absolutely kill your sex appeal on your online dating. And the only thing is, is that so if your profile set up well on Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, and then you migrate those pictures over to a sugar site, you're going to do really well. But if you have crappy pictures, even on a sugar site, the chicks are going to be like, "All right, this guy's ugly, but he has money," and then they're going to try to put you in the in, in the in the customer frame. They're going to try to like pretty much like, oh, or, or the sugar daddy frame. Hey, pay me an allowance. They're immediately going to start trying to assess you when they talk to you. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so that's basically what it is. It, um, you got to have your profile set up well, and then when you do, you'll be. Could be good but i will say this on tinder hinge and Bubble, uh like the girls are a little bit less compliant because they don't necessarily know where you stand and most of the guys on like those free dating apps are lower value so chicks are always gonna like be a little bit uh harder to d- they're gonna they're gonna be less cooperative than on a sugar site because you mm-hmm. on a sugar site you already have a higher perceived sense of value and i'd, I'd
0: also surmise there's a lot less men on a sugar site because uh, of you got to pay
1: yeah, okay. there's, yeah, there's there's less. It, there there's a lot more weirdos though. Like the, the like dudes that won't show their um, the dudes that won't show their face. Guys that won't like, you know what I'm saying? They won't show their face, or they'll have like some weird fetishes. Like I can't tell you how many girls I've dated. <laughs> oh man, uh, that get they I, I got some crazy stories, but I'll tell one. Basically, like you know, I used to see this one girl. She would get paid like fifteen hundred just to show up at a guy's place beat him up for like an hour, put him in a cage, <laughs> and then whip him when he was in a cage and just say degrading things to him and put her heel on his face and he'd pay her like 1500 bucks to do that and she would leave. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So guys have some crazy, yeah, 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 dudes like to ask for some weird stuff, you know. You you, you yeah, this is just wild stuff.
0: Well, and everybody in the chat room hold off on the super chats because I, I do want to uh, uh, interview Myra in here and get this in. Um another thing I found interesting and related to just this escalation now now you got to go to a sugar site which are the new dating sites and uh most gals have some kind of a chaperone or a a, not a champion what did you a sponsor or something like that you're talking about how even you now you're a very handsome in shape dude you also have game and you're polished and everything like that but even you won't go to a nightclub if you find out that there's a, a celebrity there Because you know these gals are going to be all about him. Is is that the case or did I hear that wrong?
1: Yeah, no. So, uh, you know, um, so here in Miami, we have a very strong uh, celebrity culture here. And what I mean by that is that, like, there's always celebrities in town here to some degree. Like, all the top rappers have a house out here. Drake, uh, Lil Wayne, all these guys. I mean, I even told the story how Lil Wayne took a girl from me one time. Uh, But in general... Um, if I'm if I was like planning to go to, that's why I don't go to Miami Beach like that. You know, Miami Beach is like a thirst. Uh, it's, a thirst it's a tourist trap, and I always tell guys if you come to Miami and you're gonna party and you're gonna party in Miami Beach, just be don't spend all your time there because you're gonna drop a lot of money. It, it, quite frankly, it's not worth it, and you could stay in a much nicer place like Brickle, uh for a, a much better price, and you can walk around. It's safe for everything like that. But with that said, since there's so many celebs here, yeah, like if I'm gonna go to like a a club like Liver Story. I'm not going there if if I find no future and Drake are going to be there. Like no, (laughs) you know, or any of these other guys.
0: So and that that just showed. I find it fascinating because Drake and whoever the other guy was. I'm terribly not up on modern day music. Just their presence can monopolize. What a thousand women can fit in that club, or a couple hundred women.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, a couple, uh, a couple hundred. Yeah, I mean, you could still go and run game. It's just that. Like to me I feel like the return on investment is going to be low. Like you could still go there and run game and try to meet chicks like don't get me wrong, but like right. going there and getting a table when those guys are are there, all the hottest girls are going to go to his their table. So you're going to get left with scraps. You know what I'm saying? Cuz well, every girl that's like a 9 or a 10 is going to them off rip.
0: Right. Oh. And and that's what I find amazing is they all think they stand a shot. Yeah. like just two guys. Because one of the, you know, we, we we could talk. Here's another one we could talk about that Pareto assumption. It, here you have the most extreme example where two guys, or maybe just one guy, being present takes away all the interest of the other girls that they're not interested in a guy like you. You know, where it's like, dude, you're six foot three, you're in great shape, make good money. Uh, no, not interested. And so we see this. Uh, we roller would call it hypergamy look mm-hmm. at the Pareto rule this is increasing now so it used to, we look at say the ok cupid research there was a uh, uh, a college study i couldn't for the life of me find it where they lined up 100 college girls 100 college guys and the only 80 the 80 20 rule came in again where only uh, 80% of the women would only sleep with 20% of the guys or something like that you're mm-hmm. saying that's even getting worse now or certainly where you are in miami
1: yeah i i personally think um in, in Miami and a lot of major cities where there's, an, uh, you know, uh, an, an, a lot of attractive women, New York City, uh, Miami, uh, L.A., et cetera, I personally think that all the girls are dealing with probably only the top 10 or 15 percent of guys. Person. You know what I mean? Because I can't say how many times like me and Fresh will be on a date.
0: Who's uh, fresh? I'm mean, uh, is it is it the fresh prince? Who is this yeah, fresh guy? CEO. Nobody knows who. Tell us about paint the picture. Is he yeah. tall? Is he short? Does he wear a purple shirt? Who's fresh?
1: Yeah, fresh is my boy. He's my business partner, fresh prince CEO. He's like uh he's an Instagram professional, pretty much. Like he he sources all his tricks from like social media. Like he he has right. I don't know anyone else that runs social media game better than this guy. <laughs> better than that guy. So he he's uh, my co-host on the fresh and fit podcast, which we're gonna have. Tonight at 6 p.m. on my channel, guys. We're gonna talk about a night game actually. But uh in general, um, yeah, uh what was what was I saying? Um we're talking about
0: Fresh, your buddy Fresh. We wanna well, know sorry. just run around with a yellow hat, to give us give us info on fresh.
1: No, 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 but what was it before that? You were asking me a question.
0: Uh about um I was... I was- Curious about how the ratios are now. You say ninety to oh, ten, yeah, yeah, yeah. like ten percent of the guys would take up ninety percent of the gals.
1: Yeah, I, I, I personally think it's somewhere. It's actually closer to somewhere between ten and fifteen percent of men are having sex with eighty percent of the women nowadays. Okay. I, okay, I think women have become more selective, and uh, with with the internet, dating apps, um, social media, Instagram, etc., like women are uh, are uh, being even more selective on the men that they deal with because they have access to them now. You know, a girl that wasn't, let's say. Uh, in the middle of nowhere in Ohio, you know what I mean. Now she can message a guy like me in Miami and say, "Hey, you're you're uh, you're really hot. I'd like to come to you," you know. Mm-hmm. Which I've had that happen before, you know. So, um, whereas like whereas if she hadn't she had never had the internet, right? She could she could have just like dealt with her localized. Sure, all um, the guy's in Akron or whatever. Exactly. So like now now the world has become uh, smaller and has become globalized, uh, even on the on the sexual level, you know. So yeah.
0: So now that not just because of, of COVID, mm-hmm. but because of social media, uh, you basically have to run social media game. Like you're talking about how Instagram and yeah. you just like uh, and you still do run, you know, day game and, and, and nightclub game and you go up in person. But explain to my audience why uh, it's all you you're convinced that it's all online now, especially for the younger guys. But but explain why.
1: Yeah, so in in this today's day and age, uh, the digital media age, uh, digital social media age, like as a guy, for you to be able to pull the best looking girls, if you want to max out your your chances, having a good social media is almost required. And the reason why is because women are inundated with so many options that when you call, when you number closer, you get her contact information. Um, she's gonna want your Instagram right? Cause she, that she's going to want to size. That's up right. On, on a, on a, on a it story.
0: wasn't a phone number. It was Instagram. That's, that's yeah. what you have to have. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, so especially if she's younger, if she's like in her twenties or whatever, and you say, Oh, I don't have an Instagram. I'm not saying you can't pull the chick, but what I am saying is you're definitely handicapping yourself because girls are always going to a- ask for that. And especially if you meet them on online dating and they're going to say, what's your Instagram? Cause they're going to want to verify that you're not a catfish. So that that's so on online dating. It's even more important. So if you, uh, And the thing is this, if your social media sucks, she's going to automatically perceive you as lower value, unfortunately, like because girls take social media much more serious than men do. About 56% of Instagram users are female, you know, and then women dominate men on pretty much every other social media platform except for Facebook. So with that, knowing that that women put a lot of stake in social media, it's in your best interest, right? If you want to be like a modern day Casanova to max out your Instagram so that you have everything set up where you know she can't because if your instagram sucks she's going to use that as a reason to disqualify you because women have so many options that when they're looking at when they're dealing with guys they're looking for reasons to disqualify you versus qualify you versus men when they meet a chick they're like oh i'll qualify this girl like oh she's a little fat we know i could drink two beers i'll do it right but women don't operate like that they're like yo i'm looking for a reason to cut this guy so if you have low value pictures if your instagram is like whack she's not going to want to deal with you it's,
0: so it's having basic a, optics, really just having, having a good IT guy or a good camera even.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and this is especially apparent with like younger women in their 20s. Everyone wants to date hot 21-year-olds. That's the, This is the game that you're going to have to play them because they put a lot of stake on their Instagram. So you need to put make your Instagram very attractive uh, to just max out your chances. You know, I'm not saying it's required, but it's definitely going to be like a huge advantage if you have a good Instagram setup because here's the other reason why it's so important. When she follows you, and she looks at your your profile, and she re- looks at your stories, it's what I call passive demonstrations of higher value, just like passive income, right? And what happens is she's going to see your story. She's going to see you living your life. And if you have a cool lifestyle, she's going to want to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Me and John talk about this how um, for Modern Life Dating. Uh, women thirst trap with their bodies. Men thirst trap with their lifestyle. So if you're able to show that, girls are going to like start DMing you and hitting you up. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Well, <clears throat> Why
0: then do you still run if it's all online, why do you still run in person game, be it at a nightclub or in person during daytime or whatever? I mean, is that just for fun or is there is there a return on investment
1: there uh for going uh well, you mean like doing like cold approaching
0: yeah, like here here's an interesting. so now you're at a gym and, and from the sounds of it, there may be a cute girl at the gym, but because of modern day rules, well you better not ask that plus you don't want you don't want to poop where you eat. Uh, so you generally have a policy not to do it, but then it's just, it's probably more likely you find her online because you're within the same zip code. She finds your social media account or Instagram. You're more likely to go out with a girl online first than you are. If you were to approach yet, for some reason, you still find it worth your time to go to a nightclub. You see a cute girl, you'll ask her out. So I'm kind of curious why you personally still, if everything's online and that's where most of the market is, is there some value still in approaching traditionally?
1: Yeah, no, for sure, uh, and the reason why is because um, you still you gotta you you still have to learn in, interpersonal uh, communication. And the thing is, is that you know if you have a great profile, right, and a great Instagram, nothing's gonna be more disappointing than you, you show up on a date and then you're like socially awkward. You know what I mean? Like the girl's gonna be like, "Oh my god, like this is such a big letdown," and she's gonna lose attraction actually faster for you because one of the biggest turnoffs to women is incongruency. If they purport, if you purport yourself to be a certain manner. And you you like fall short of that? She's really gonna get like l- lose attraction even faster, you know. Um, so I personally think cold approaching is, I, and I still cold approach even now. I, I actually released a video on how to cold approach during uh, the beer bug, you know, with the mask on and stuff on my. <laughs> <I was checking laughs> you yeah, and Troy all.
0: Francis got to get together, right? Yeah, yeah. I did
1: with the, shout out to Troy Francis, man. Me and Troy, we we <laughs> see eye to eye on a lot of different things. I, I love talking with Troy, but um, but yeah, like uh, in general. <clears throat> Uh I like to cold approach because it keeps me sharp personally. If you're able to uh, generate conversation with a woman you don't even know, right, and build attraction, there's just like this really cool sense of accomplishment. And then also it keeps your social skills sharp because it shows that you can like pretty much carry a conversation with anyone. Now, with that said, I'm not going to lie. It's going to take a lot of approaches for you to actually close. You know, the top guys in the world close about 10%. So if you're closing five, 6%, that's still pretty good. And yeah, it is a lot of work. And I know a lot of people say the juice isn't worth the squeeze. That's cool. I mean, that's that's your choice. But I enjoy cold approaching and I do it because it makes me sharper. And the thing is, is that, um, you know, if it, it's going to make you. So when you here's the other thing, too, you can translate those skills that you learn from cold approaching. And that's, you know, the, those like comebacks, the witty banter, passing of the S test, all that other stuff. You can apply that to the date when you go with a date on a, on a, on a girl with, with a girl, because on my first date, cl- uh, close rate is really high. And I attribute a lot of that to um, having the good verbal skills from learning uh, game in nightclubs in Miami, and then also talking to chicks in general, just like cold approaching, because it makes well, you don't sharp.
0: forget the don't forget the most important skill or why you need is it comes from smack talking, playing Xbox Two or Halo Two on Xbox. That's where the real uh, conversational skills are are honed. You got to...
1: there, you gotta, go, man. I got I got I got to clown these uh, these haters. You okay. know what I mean? So on on Xbox, man, I used to like. I was re- I'm really competitive. So, yeah, I used, I used to throw my controller, break it. I used to play, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm just a very competitive guy. But um, but yeah, so that's that's why I like cold approaching. I still think it's very important for men to do it, um, especially nowadays. If anything, I think guys need to do it more nowadays because too many guys rely on online dating and uh, texting and communicating through some kind of digital uh, medium. Instead, get out there, talk to people in person. Because here's the thing, when you when you're able to generate a conversation from scratch with a stranger and you're doing that to a girl, she's immediately going to remember you for that because most guys can't do it. So when you do it, you're going to stand out uh, and you're going to be you're going to break kind of break through the pattern of noise. And then uh, it's just going to make you more attractive, you know, and I've
0: I've also found that um, because I do occasionally get the female client. And mm-hmm. this is another thing. Like I'm trying to keep tabs on younger people via you. And I, I kind of consult my female friends that are younger though. They're dwindling mm-hmm. because everyone's getting old now, but, um, it is shocking how, how bad men are at dating in person.
1: Yeah. Like really.
0: one guy was like, hang on, let me repeat that again. It didn't come out the way I rehearsed it. Like rehearsed, rehearsed, you're rehearsing it." De- and, um, yeah, it, it's I was curious why you did maybe because you had success and, and you certainly do. But yeah, you have to be inevitably if you want to sleep with the girls, you you will have to talk to the girls and you have to be in person uh, at some point in time. And even if you wanted to get married, you know, the the conversation, you do not have the time to craft this wonderful text or this very precisely worded email. You got to be charming Johnny on the spot. And and generally, you got to be who you are, but you got to throw yourself and be in the presence of gals and interact with them. Otherwise, you're just a dead fish in the water.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and that's why I think cold approach is so important, because if you can cold approach a girl and carry conversation, it's going to be very simple for you to translate that over to a date and come off as attractive. You know, like I think that's one of the biggest uh, things that guys struggle with 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 women is being able to carry conversation in a manner that makes them attractive, you know, because a lot of guys are very matter of fact and they'll. Basically, straight question, straight answer versus like kind of teasing the girl, making fun of her. You, you know, you got like I mean, I always tell guys the analogy is this: so you got to treat a girl kind of like a cat. And when you throw a ball of yarn at a cat, right? The cat the, the cat will play with the ball of yarn, and if you you know move the ball of yarn, the cat will continue to play with it and chase it. But once you leave the ball of yarn stagnant, the cat eventually gets bored, stops playing with the ball of yarn, and walks away. away. That's exactly how women operate. When, uh, you know, when they're talking with men and interacting with men, like they need some kind of, because I had to say it, but like women are fundamentally, well, I always say it, but like women are fundamentally incapable of leading a man within the confinements of a relationship. And especially early on when you're dealing with a girl, you're probably going to need to lead the conversation. That, well, actually, you're not going to need to, you're gonna, you have to lead the conversation. You have, you have to. to yeah, happen. no,
0: you're, you're there to entertain basically until she
1: proves otherwise. Yeah. And the thing too, is I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I would say that you need to lead the conversation because if you let her lead the conversation, she's going to talk about stuff that isn't conducive to your success as far as getting laid. Cause I always tell guys, uh, you should be trying to get laid on the first date. Like you, you, you have to go for it because, uh, you need to basically let the girl know off rip that she can't string you along on three different dates, you know, uh, or like use you or whatever it may be. Cause like, you know, if she makes it out and you didn't she didn't get you didn't bang her, she's like, Oh my god, I barely made it out of that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's a good sign because when she never
0: goes, had that happen to me. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Every yeah. girl is banging my, my door <laughs> to come back for a second date.
1: <laughs> you know, so if she goes out with you on the second date, she already knows what time it is, you know. So um I think it's very important to to uh, establish the the frame early that you're not a guy that waits. Because if you establish right. the, the idea that oh I'm a nice guy I'll wait whatever she's gonna take you she's gonna punish you for that she's gonna make you take her out on five dates she's gonna want to go on dinner dates she's gonna start like and she's gonna lose respect for you too because she's gonna be like all right this guy doesn't have the balls to actually try to try to fuck me so okay I'm gonna like milk him as much as I can and then right before she thinks that she's gonna bang you if if you come off as beta she's gonna be like she's gonna start she's gonna for you.
0: You know, so <laughs> I, my <laughs> girlfriend, her she, husband, her house, her boyfriend just broke up with her. She needs me very much right now. Yeah. Um. What in your perspective? Like five years, I'm shocked how quickly dating has changed. I haven't even dated, you know, on the market uh, in five years, but I've just seen it. Uh, do you chart this up just to to social media and and the and the sugar sites and tinder and the apps uh, is is that where this this uh this warped because women's expectations was already pretty delusional and the data i was pulling were from married people so we're talking from boomers on you know so we're looking in in archaic prehistoric history ancient times is where i'm pulling this data because that's where the data is but mm-hmm. i've this acceleration is it largely just because women now have unlimited men on the internet and unlimited attention and now this just kicks everything into a hyperdrive and an exponential battle
1: this is an that's an excellent question let me just grab a, a quick energy drink and i'm going to answer that because that's a great <laughs> <question>. <laughs> all
0: right i'll get a water too
1: All right, I'm back, guys. <clears throat> man, the chat is on fire. You guys are going hard in here. So, yeah, that this chat is on fire. Uh, what are uh, you?
0: Uh, what are you drinking? You got your Red Bull. What? What? Is, what? Are official was, uh, Halo?
1: No, it's just like some energy that? that's here in like Miami that I just started what is, drinking.
0: What is that? What did what did that come out last? Last three minutes ago. When does it go it's away?
1: It's brand new, man. We're on the Carnet. Uh, uh, yeah,
0: I bet. I bet here, look at this old man soda water juice. This there is you what
1: go. gets me through there. Yeah, there we go. So, um, to answer that question, I attribute the the drastic change in the dating marketplace to a few things uh, social media. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, male attention is at an all time low now as far as value goes. Um, I'd suggest everyone read The Mystery Method from Eric Von, I forget his last name, but The Mystery Method book. Every, obviously, everyone here probably knows about that.
0: Is, isn't that like
1: 20 years old, though? It is old, but, it, and here's the thing, his theory is spot on, you know, talking about, you know, female attraction triggers, what women look for, you know, leader of men, uh, provider and protector uh, of loved ones, you know, all these different attraction triggers, which are very important to have so that you can be attractive to women. But his application is a bit dated. I'm not going to lie. Using canned openers and number closing, that doesn't really matter anymore in 2020, you know? Um, but the theory behind it is great. So I would say, the things that have changed uh, are definitely social media has made women not value male attention, right? Because they get it for free now all day. You know, it used to be where you would set a date with a girl and she would be excited to see you. You know, she'd want to go on a date. She'd look forward to a now girl's flake because they just get so too many offers. You know what I mean? So it's literally mm-hmm. highest bidder wins is the dating marketplace that we're in now with girls. Uh, the next thing I would say is that uh, the sugar dating thing has has been exploding and it's basically given women an op- a way – to deal with high value men from a f- financial perspective, which is kicking a lot of other guys out to the curb that just quite frankly can't compete. Right. Um, and then in general, women are getting hit on regardless. But I would say s- social media and dating apps have made it where uh has made it difficult for men uh to, to 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 date women normally because women's uh expectations of men have gone up significantly. And the funny thing too is this, uh, Aaron, I-, I ask this question all the time when I go on dates. I ask girls all the time, "What percentage of men do you think are sexually active?" Every single girl, I think maybe only one girl got this right. Pretty much tells me fifty percent, seventy percent, eighty percent, ninety percent, hundred percent. And it goes to show uh, what I've always said that women don't understand the plight of men whatsoever. You know what I mean? They have no zero clue about how much men struggle in the marketplace. You know, uh, and this is why self improvement is so important because you know. Girls don't care about your problems. No one cares about your problems. The only person that can fix your problems if you do have a reproductive problem is you. Now, I know we got some MGTOWs in the chat that are talking about I don't want to deal with chips. Yeah,
0: don't, well, don't worry about the chat. I Like I said, I wanted to hear your experience because you didn't take a normal path and you have practical, interesting stuff to report. So uh, go on about. Uh,
1: yeah, you know, no, I was going to say was if you want to exit the marketplace, I understand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But. Uh, cause it is much harder for men nowadays, but with that said, it could still be done. You just got to put the work in nowadays, you know, the days, like I said before, where just having a good job and in, in a house, you know, being able to secure a wife, that's not good enough anymore, unfortunately, cause women make their own money. And of course, as a matter of fact, women out earn men in a lot of major cities, which I'm Aaron, I'm sure you know about that as well, mm. uh, with your financial background. But like in general, I would attribute the two things, uh, the three things are this social media online dating apps and then the sugar baby explosion because more and more girls are getting into that, uh, every day, man, that's, that's exploding. And these three things I would say, um, have made it very difficult for the average guy to, uh, to get into the marketplace. So he's really got to be on the game nowadays.
0: Do in your opinion, I don't know how many conversations you've had, uh, but it's certainly going to be more with younger gals than I have as of recent. <clears throat> Do they actually think that they stand a shot with, a, with a Drake or a Dre or a, uh or somebody, you know, a Dan Bilzerian, any kind of celebrity? Uh, is it more just for the entertainment? Or or it is and not, not to go old rote rehearsal with Rolo Tomasi, uh, but do you know all of a sudden they're 29? Maybe then they start thinking about it. But do these gals like I, I gotta know, is it is it this warped uh dating world, which is increasingly getting more warped as this arm race continues on? Is it just because, well, we can get away with it, it's fun now? Or do these gals actually think like, yo, know, let's say there's a – no doubt a gal you've been dating, she could find – she thinks she finds someone who's higher value. And maybe that guy is because he's a celebrity. But she gave you up, which indicates to me it's like, well, boy, man. I mean, you could have had this guy he's a pretty high-quality guy. Are they actually that deluded or are they just having their fun phase right now? And then, eh, maybe – Maybe uh, Myron will be back when I'm when I'm ready to settle down type of thing.
1: Yeah, uh, that's an excellent question. So I'll, I'll actually. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, no, definitely they will go and hook up with the celeb and like kick you to the curb. And they're not really going to care because especially girls nowadays. Uh, the thing is, is that women are encouraged to kind of like have fun in their 20s. You know what I mean? And And do their thing and then don't settle down until they're older. You know, it, it, we, you know, as I'm sure you know, this anyway, because, you know, we live in a, family, I, a world where women not are not
0: that much has changed since I was around. I've, I've, there's some parallels. It's just, you know? it's just a lot faster now. Yes. So
1: so girls definitely have this mentality, like, you know, live life wild, young and free when they're 20. So, I mean, I, I'll tell you right now, I've dated girls. I, I used to see a girl that used to go out and get flown out by future. Uh, my boy Fresh, she's seeing a chick that uh, she's still seeing Drake, you know, so. Uh, it's not uncommon when you're dealing with like attractive girls to like be sharing them with some kind of athlete or celebrity or whatever it may be. So I would say um, they just do it because they can, they can, you know, I mean, there's a whole, if anyone here is actually curious, you want to see, <laughs> take a big red pill, go ahead and Google on, on YouTube, Selena Powell. And she's got, she has a, a whole series called uh, thought training 101. And in the first episode, which I'm, I'm always intrigued that she says this, but she says, if you're going to deal with a rapper or an athlete or whatever, you got to DM him this way at this time. And then when he invites you over to hang out, you better be about it. Because if you show up at his hotel and you don't give him sex, they're going to kick you out right away. And that's why I always tell guys, don't let a girl try to lever sex against you. Because if it's a high value guy, she's going to give it up right away. You know what I mean? Hmm. So, um, you know, just move on to the next girl. But with, or, or, or don't bother going on more than like two dates, you know? But with that said, it just goes to show that like, a lot of girls DM these celebrities and will get access to them. They'll get invited to a party. They'll get invited to, uh, to come out and hang out in the studio, whatever may be on the boat or whatever.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: If, if they're hot enough, you know? So, um, yeah, man, like if a girl's attractive enough and she shoots a high value guy, DM, he's going to respond for sure.
0: Mm -hmm. What, uh, and I guess maybe one of my final questions I got is you're in, you're in the major leagues. Now you're in Miami. You're at ground zero. How much would you say this applies to other cities? I know you say it's easier in different towns or it's easier in every town. As You think Miami is probably the the toughest league. How applicable is this to other men living elsewhere? Are you in a very extreme, you know, because of the celebrity ship and the nightclubs and the culture and everything? Or is this applicable across the United States?
1: If you can pull girls here, you can pull girls anywhere. Like that—that's—I would say Miami is like training for all my DBZ fans out there. It's like training in one thousand times gravity. Oh no!
0: Oh, you had to. Oh God, <laughs> God! See, you look like this in shape guy who has it together. You're drinking your power drinks. You're cursing at people, and then you watch Dragon Ball Z. Oh my God!
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it, it's like the equivalent of being, you know, a, a five hundred to a thousand times gravity here in Miami. Because, like, I'll tell you this: when I was in Phoenix, I went out to Phoenix to go see. John from Modern Life Dating was here, so I went out there to go see him. Uh, He doesn't come to the U.S. office, so whenever he comes, I make an effort to go see him. He's a good friend of mine, man. I love John. Uh, And uh, when I was in Phoenix, I pulled a girl every night, you know, and it wasn't that hard, Uh, whereas, like, you know, it would have been way tougher to do that, like, in Miami or or New York City or whatever. I personally think Miami is the hardest um, because the girls here are very attractive and they can demand it, and then on top of that, it's a very what can you do for me, City? And then the competition is crazy. There's a lot of
0: money down there. I mean, there's a sure. ton of old retired dude. I mean, I've I've been yeah. through Jupiter and in the north side. I'm like, gee, what South is that? A lot of money, that, man. Yeah, that patch of grass is worth more than my entire house back in Minnesota. Um, uh, yeah. but I'm I'm more asking for men who aren't in Miami, who aren't a 10, who are is it going to be is it going to be easier for them in say Vegas or well, I don't want to say Seattle or Portland because they're just ugliest people on uh, the face of the planet. Um, Denver, <laughs> Dallas, Chicago—I'd uh, even say Kansas City or, or or St. Louis and places like that. Sure. Are they facing a worse ratio than eighty-twenty? Are is this now more a common thing where there where the girls, a significant percentage of the population, is sponsored? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, is it getting worse in other towns? And is Miami just like an exceptionally competitive market?
1: Uh, That's a great question. So I would say Miami is an exceptionally competitive market, but I'll also say that cities that are on this level of difficulty. uh, And then also like, as far as like girls being sponsored, definitely Los Angeles, definitely New York city. uh, Boston has some Chicago. Um, you know, the, the bigger major cities, I would say, yeah, Texas has a few as well. Um, but I'll say that, you know, if you can run a game in Miami, you can run a game anywhere. It's like you can automatically translate these skills to other places. Um, and then Texas uh, is also, uh, I, I personally think Texas is one of the best places to live in the U.S. If if you're gonna, you know, here or Florida, because you no know, state income taxes, cheap to live, gas is cheap. The food is cheap. girls
0: were hot when I did that du- the study. That's where a lot of gals were in shape and no kid. Yeah, no, it's 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 down in Dallas. Man. Yep.
1: And, yeah, and and yeah, and I would say the only thing is, uh, yeah, like, uh, um, I don't San Antonio. No, San Antonio has the highest obesity rate in the United States. But like Dallas, Austin. <laughs> Houston, great places to be, but um, but in general, I would say other cities aren't going to be as bad as Miami when it comes to like you know the sugar daddy culture here. Like it's very strong here. It's very strong in L.A. Uh, L.A. might even got man, L.A. has L.A. might even beat us with the sugar daddy culture. To be honest with you, it's pretty bad. Uh, Vegas as well has a lot, but um, but in general, if you can make it here, you can game anywhere. But I, I would say other major cities aren't as bad as here when it comes to like the percentage of, I would, I would argue probably there's more guys that are getting sexual access to women in these other major cities versus Miami. Okay.
0: What about, uh, do you think Miami and these other places like this is a portender of things to come that cause five years ago, I wouldn't, we, well, the technology probably didn't exist for, for only fans. The, the idea of a sugar daddy site, uh, was maybe just a gleam in some entrepreneurs. eye. uh, sponsorship. I love that word. She's sponsored. I, you think this is going to happen across, you know, increasingly across more and more uh, cities and states within the United States?
1: Sadly, yeah, yeah, because um, me and my buddy, because me, 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 fresh and uh, our buddy, uh, who he doesn't like to be, be, I won't say his name, but you say uh, Bob or something. Yeah, like Bob. Name. Yeah, Bob. We 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 study the stuff. We're looking at the numbers, and uh, he gave me some crazy stat that uh, the sugar sites are like growing at an exponential rate and most of the new signups are women uh, and it's exploding. So uh, I say like as it be, it, it, it's going to become the norm soon, I think. Uh, and oh. more and more girls, because here's the thing, Tinder, Bumble and Hinge slowly, they're becoming basically funnels to get people to go over to a girl's paid content, you know, like Tinder, especially like in Miami, Tinder, Tinder, basically a lot of girls, the hottest girls on Tinder use it solely to push you to their only fans, their Snapchat Premium, or they put their Cash App or Venmo on there. They got no shame, <laughs> you know They're what I mean?
0: Three, three links, and that's it. And then, and that—that's what yeah.
1: you got. Yeah, they don't even use it. Or, or another thing they do is, uh, and my stripper friend, she put me onto this, uh, a girl that I see. She told me that I use it to bring guys to the club. Like I'll use it to to get guys to come meet me at the club, so that they'll pay her for uh, for dances and everything like that. So you know, um. You know, a lot of women women are smart and they're using the, these dating apps to to kind of leverage their own businesses and, and make money off guys because a, a lot of guys are having this reproductive problem. And, uh, you know, women there's, you know, clearly if guys weren't having a problem picking up chicks, only fans wouldn't be exploding the way it is, you know, in pornography in general. So there's clearly a reproductive problem for a lot of men. And I think it comes down to, uh, you know, guys not understanding uh, that you get out, you got to get out there talk to women, be attractive, all these things. A lot of guys don't want to be bothered with that. And they're like, you know, I'd rather just pay for only fans or whatever, maybe, which if that's your choice, that's fine. But you know, there's definitely like a whole economy behind this because less and less men are getting sexual access. Cause guys that get sexual access don't need that stuff. And that's, that's what I'm afraid
0: of, but by, by no, uh, belittling of you, but you, I'm worried that you're going to be the canary in the coal mine where this Miami will be the new normal Lord knows what Miami will be in 10 years. So mm-hmm. if this is coming down the pipe, what do you recommend the average guy do? Well, I should, let me not say the average guy. <clears throat> if a guy wants to date girls
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, in this new uh, uh, battleground, as it were, mm-hmm. in light of you have to be on social media, and you could still run an uh, in-person game if you want. For but sure. in light of especially the sugar sites and these trends, what do you recommend the average guy who wants to date do, who's willing to to put forth work and and, and go out and put forth the effort?
1: Man, excellent question, Aaron. This this has been an awesome interview, by the way, man. I got this-
0: notes, man. I sit down. I'm not going to waste your time. I want Aaron, my Aaron, audience
1: being ready. Told me, Aaron
0: told me. It, Aaron told Had me- I known about your addiction to to Dragon Ball Z <laughs> and pathetic energy drinks, we could have done that. But we won't. We won't besmirch you already. than you've besmirched yourself.
1: Yeah. Cause Aaron, the guys, it's funny. Cause Aaron was like, I don't, I don't prepare questions. I'll just, you know, we'll run, we'll run it on the fly and I'm like, okay, cool. And then we're doing an interview. I'm like, "Whoa, this is like crazy organized." Well, I thought about
0: it. And then I was like, I really, the more I thought about like, dang, you did have a lot of interesting stuff to say. I want to
1: make sure I captured
0: some main thing. Uh,
1: sure. um, so I would say this um, for the, quite frankly, I, I, man, like I wish I didn't have to say this, but, and I know this is going to sound cheesy, but as a guy in 2020, If you want to get the sex life of your dreams, where you're basically dealing with multiple girls, you're seeing multiple girls at a different time, you have different dates set up for the week, et cetera, there's no way around it, man. You got to self improve nowadays. Game isn't enough. I hate to say it. Like, it's just not. You know, Uh, the days of being able to go in a nightclub and pull 20 numbers and set up, you know, have all those chicks, like, you know, a good majority of those women show up and not flake on you, those days are done, baby. Because, like, girls get. With inundated with attention nowadays. So like they don't value male interaction the same way they used to 20 years ago. So the only way you're going to put yourself up in the totem pole to actually get the access to, to the attractive women is you got to self-improve. You got to get your money up. You got to get in good shape. And then uh, you just got to learn game. And when I say game, like a lot of guys think like, oh, learning game is like manipulating women. No, man, game. It, there's different ways to, to interpret it. But the rea- basically game is, Simply put, game is your methodology of attracting, retaining women that you like from a sexual standpoint on your terms, right? So that you get what you want. You're not getting put in the friend zone, right? I think,
0: Which, I think most of my audience know what what game is. Yeah, yeah but yeah, like a, a
1: lot, lot of people can have like this negative connotation that like it's like some cheesy pickup lines, whatever. Yeah, most-
0: or A B equals C, and then you yeah. just, they think it's a formula, and it's not. But yeah, I think you. I I think the majority of my audience is just fascinated with this because like I told you, we're the old retired guys guys who used to play the game. For sure. We used to play sports ball or football or, or Dragon Ball Z or Halo 2. And we're like, it's like, oh, let's see what the young kids in college ball are playing now. But we do have some of the young guys, but I think some of the young guys know about game. But what I'm I'm really fascinated about is some of the the literal takeaways that we could take from this and, and certainly provide more. I didn't mean to interrupt you here. No, 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 no. I think I think we all know to get in shape. I think we all know, you know, I'm one thing I'm shocked about is Modern Life John's dating uh 101 seminars. You know, it's like brush your teeth, use deodorant. I'm like, who needs this? He's like, dude, you have no idea how many people yeah. don't have their dads out there. But I think generally yeah. we know to get in shape, we know to brush your teeth, we know. Uh, dress uh, somewhat fashionable. But yeah. one that probably didn't know about is uh, a lot of guys have horrible pictures on their dating profiles. Take yes. good pictures. Don't wear sunglasses. Yeah. Um. Another one. Uh, you have to be on Instagram. I had no idea. I thought like yeah. people still had their cell phones, but you, know, you have to have.
1: It's not yeah. required, but like I heavily suggest you have it, man. Like it's gonna it's gonna hurt you more than help you if you don't have one. Mm-hmm. You know. So go ahead. Sorry.
0: What no that's um, what else would you would you throw into I know we had the three main ones but anything else or s- specific details that go along with that are tailorings
1: Yeah man and and I say you know uh, uh you, you know once you get those three things going where you have your you, you know you're working on self improvement then you got to get out there and cold approach it doesn't end there you know a lot of guys think I'm just going to make a lot of money and be good no that's not good either because if you make a lot of money but you don't have any game girls are going to look at you like okay I can take this guy as a trick and then boom, next thing you know, you're paying a chick a thousand dollars a week for an allowance to have sex. So <laughs> you know not have allow
0: it. I love yeah, it.
1: Yeah. You know, cause these girls will, will, uh, you know, leverage their sexuality against you in return for some kind of f- financial compliance if you let them. So wait, then, wait, hold it.
0: Myron, thank God I'm sitting down. Are you saying women use their sexual prowess to get money? <laughs> uh, what? I know, bro. I found out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For such a young man, you have insights, sir. I mean, ah, uh, this is news to me. I I am shocked.
1: I was pissed. I found out yesterday. I was like, this is some BS. What do yeah. you mean? <laughs> um but no, man, I I you know, I, I would say just uh get fat dress fashionably well, right? Especially for the older gentlemen that might be in here. Guys, no dad shoes, no dads, uh the Nikes, no dad jeans. You know, you gotta wear modern. You say uh, my
0: new balance shoes are not fashionable, these are not good enough, right? For-
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are those? It's kidding. a New Balance. The
0: greatest running shoe ever, man. Uh
1: basically just don't wear whatever Aaron's wearing on camera right now. Oh, okay. Remember. Okay. That's <laughs> fine. That's fine.
0: You go, you go show your Dragon Ball Z poster collection. You see where it gets you a little bit further.
1: I got to hide it when the girls come over. I yeah. got to <laughs> But I would say um, you know, that if you the self-improvement coupled with getting out there, guys, talking to girls, cold approaching. Even if you get rejected, man, just like learning how to speak to women and not like stammering or being nervous or sweating or stuttering or whatever, that's going to go a long way towards like developing your confidence so that when you speak to women on one-on-one on a date, you'll be able to operate in a manner that's nice and efficient it'll just be automatic, you know?
0: Mm. How's uh, the salsa dancing down there? Is it good?
1: Oh, man, it's crazy. Okay. I, I know a guy that just runs straight salsa. Uh, my buddy, he's a, he's an attorney. His His brother just runs straight salsa dancing game. Yeah. That's the main sourcing method. And he like see with chicks off that. I used to so. teach ballroom dance for quite
0: some time. And oh, wow. um, and I, I I didn't ever make it to Miami. I've been to Miami, but I never danced there. But I was what, Orlando and Tampa. And boy, that came in handy. That really came, that and smoking cigars comes in handy. So any kind of, I've always found dancing a good intermediary. If you're not comfortable talking to girls for a young guy to get, you know, acclimated Absolutely. to a woman.
1: Yeah. And here's Absolutely. another pro tip too. I tell guys all the time. If you're on a first date and like you're a little nervous, like to to touch the girl, whatever it may be, drag her to a bar and jump on a dance floor. 10 minutes on a dance floor is going to be like the equivalent of like two to three hours of uh, escalating uh, physically touching her because when you're dancing with her, now you have uh, how do I say this? You have plausible deniability to be touching her all over the place. So When you get off the dance floor and you do it, it's going to be much more natural. I always tell guys like when you're on a date with a chick, you got to touch her and every Move that you make needs to be congruent to the move prior. So, for example, you don't walk up to the chick, oh, hey, my name is Myron, and then like just try to stick your tongue down her throat. Like, <laughs> like Surprise! you don't.
0: These great insights. My God, I've been doing it all wrong this entire you know? time.
1: <laughs> you know, you want to, you want to like touch her first on the smaller back, guide her somewhere, touch her hair a little bit, then eventually like kiss her so that like every move prior like made sense. But like a lot of guys like will just go from like zero to 100, like haven't touched her mm-hmm. the entire day, and then like, hey, come here. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> like, you're like, whoa, you know. So, um, so I would say a dance floor is an excellent way to quickly move up the 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 the, the Kino ladder. No, no, that's a great. Well, cool. Well,
0: I got, uh, you got some time for some super chat questions? Sure, sure, sure. Okay, that's let's bang these out. And I don't think I've missed any of them. Uh, nonstop, Dre. He's a regular for two bucks. Xbox Live chat was savage in the Halo Two days. He knows. He knows. He got, he's 23. I think he's a little younger than you.
1: Yeah. That's Captain cool. T-Bag was my gamer tag back in the day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nonstop nice Dre again for five bucks. I know girls in college near me here in Southern California with sugar daddies. that are paying their tuition, rent, and other bills. It's very common.
1: Facts. fact, it's huge yeah. in Southern California. Nice. That's why I'm saying like LA might actually have Miami beat when it comes to like the sugar uh, dating.
0: Yeah uh fresh print
1: ceo and don't worry guys i'm
0: gonna i'm gonna log in uh and we'll we'll get back to any missed super chats because i don't want to leave people hanging uh x gamer played uh, world of warcraft and Smash professionally wanted to date hot women made a mindset shift and i'm here instagram models on repeat Myron, no but you have to translate that instagram models on repeat
1: oh, my, my boy that's my guy and that's my business partner is that fresh that's Fresh Prince CEO. Oh, we got to meet. Oh, Fresh Prince CEO. Okay, Fresh yeah. Prince. Right. He's, he's, he lives down the street from me. And uh, me and him do a podcast together on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But like this guy, bro, like he is the, I've never seen anyone source from social media as their sole. Like he does cold approach with me and stuff like that when I when I need him to. But in general, he sources all his girls from Instagram, all of them. Like he uses it as a sourcing method only, which is like nuts. You know what I mean? Because the it- only, only top per- percentage profiles can do that. Do you
0: almost, I mean, would it, do you foresee the time that a skill like what uh, Fresh Print CEO has, um, where you're that good at your digital game? You could source gals, like, you know how to, you know, and I'm sure you have uh, consultants, like, you could probably take a look at a dating profile and say, what the hell is this?
1: Oh, yeah, I do Um, it all the time. I do, but, of, but <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: but somebody with an IT background, I, I presume uh, Fresh Prince has an IT background or something, or knows SEO, opt- uh, something he, he can
1: he does. translate
0: the algorithms, and uh, would that be worthwhile for someone to take a look into?
1: Yeah, so, like, me and Fresh are actually working on an Instagram course right now to, like, max mm-hmm. out put your Instagram on steroids solely for, like, dating, you know what I mean? So, like, that you can get, like, use it as a sourcing uh, tool to meet women. Um, because fresh has like a bunch of advanced techniques that he uses with like ads, hashtagging all this wild stuff that like, um, that he does. Um, but in general, uh, I I foresee that like, you know, Instagram is definitely going to be, if you use it correctly, it is the best dating app in the world, you know?
0: Okay. And, but we're talking things like keywords, uh, taking advantage of search algorithms. I mean, I know it's nerdy and techie, but you got to get every possible advantage you can.
1: Yes, in today's marketplace, yes, and and fresh, like he's like, there's no one I know that does it better than him. Like he, he's, uh, and I'm not just saying that to BS because he's my friend, but like he ha- he's one of the few guys that like I ask him questions about social media, running social media game, like, I, th- and there's not many people that know more than I do about that. He's one of them. Like he, he knows what he's talking about with that.
0: He could almost write a book. Unfortunately, yeah. once we're, the book was gonna, published, we're making would- that course.
1: We're making yeah. that course, and he's written a lot of the curriculum for it. You know what I mean? Okay, so, okay. For the media. And
0: boy, put that behind a paywall, man, because you don't want people at Instagram oh yeah, getting sure. that and then saying, "Hey, we got to change the formula, guys," and then that thing's obsolete the next month.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. We're gonna end it, release that probably at the end of the year, um, but it's gonna be strictly like how to put your st- uh, Instagram on steroids to get chicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Osama Abdu for five bucks. Ten uh, percent
0: of all men in the U.S. make one 100- hundred thousand dollars plus if you run the numbers few men can afford to be a sugar daddy i say five percent at best if you run the numbers uh aaron
1: clary uh myron gains your thoughts uh that's very true um he's he's a hundred percent right yeah about nine percent make over a hundred thousand dollars and if you if you truly wanted to have like a sugar baby yeah some of these chicks want like a couple thousand a month so Hmm. um yeah i mean i've i've never done it i've never paid a girl a cent but um, I do know because they've told me how much their sugar daddies pay them, how much a lot of these girls are earning. It's typically it's like either $300 for a dinner date or a meetup, three to $500 for a meetup. And then to, sometimes it's like one to $2,000 or $3,000 a month, an allowance. So it's like wild, like what these girls get. And, and just as an economist, I can
0: tell you this, guys, with this becoming more socially accepted that you could get, be a sugar daddy, you know, but, and in my opinion, everyone's a John, every guy pays whether you're married or not. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but with these guys flood in the market now, they're going to, I mean, the gal you probably could have dated 10, 15 years ago, you can't because you're not going to just give her money. I mean, the, the competition is, the competition is too fierce. Um, and I remember doing the research for the, the seminar I did. This is just marriage and this is all gals, you know, uh, that they surveyed. Uh, they want men who make 58 percent more than what the average single guy makes, and that translates into about sixty-five thousand dollars a year. That's average, average. If you want to go pulling sevens, eights, nines, and knowing what I know about math and marginal mathematics, marginal economics, you're def You know the hundred thousand dollar mark is. You know you want an eight. I'm especially going into the future. Maybe it's not at that point now, but if you want an eight. You almost are going to have to be making a hundred thousand. That's what my numbers corroborate. That's what I, I imagine. Certainly, uh, Myron's experiences in Miami corroborate. I mean, heck, a hundred grand probably is nothing in that te- uh, neck of town.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's cheaper to live in Miami than people think, um, than other major cities. But yeah, I mean, yeah, like if, if you want to be a top tier guy, you got to. That's why I tell guys, like, you better not get an LTR married. Unless you have a couple of things in place. And one of them that I mentioned was you need to be making at least a hundred grand a year living in the United right. States.
0: Right. Uh, Scott Ludkey for five bucks. Have you met many women worth long term dating, or is it just messing around from your point of view? What are there many women money. are the are there many women even
1: looking for long term? Man, that's a great question. I always say this, man. Like, pretty much, guys, I want you guys to internalize this. She belongs to the streets. Unless she proves otherwise. Because the thing is is that <laughs> <laughs> because the thing is, is that um, y- you know the thing is, you guys with women nowadays are encouraged to d- to have a lot of bad habits that are not conducive to a, a good long term relationship. You know, they're encouraged to be promiscuous. They're encouraged to put off having children. They're encouraged to uh, be strong and independent, which is code word for not follow your lead. Uh, to be um, uh, th- uh, non, th- for them to be uh, less agreeable with their male counterparts, for them to have a 50-50 type partnership relationship. And quite frankly, even though this stuff all looks good on paper, it it doesn't work. You know, It only works when there's uh, one leader in the household. It's got to be the man. If it's the woman, it's never going to work because women are fundamentally incapable of leading a guy. So with all these bad habits that are encouraged in Western society for relationship, this is why – Marriage rates are declining. This is why the divorce rate is so high. This is why 80% of divorces are initiated by women because – This is why none of the women in my dance classes could follow. That's another thing that's – Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So like this is why um, uh, the divorce rates are so high and like the family units are disappearing because um, women are adhering to these these principles that, quite frankly, are destructive for uh, long-term relationships. So I tell guys – the only way that you're going to combat this, this this kind of this relationship, this morphe that we're in, is I did an episode on this on my show, Five Things Every Man Needs Before He Even Considers a Relationship or a Marriage, and it's make $100,000 a year, uh, have six months of savings, um, have a 50 lay count, and, uh, damn, what else was it? Um, 50, jeez. Bare minimum, bare minimum 50 lay count. Uh, and the reason why, is so you can discern girls that, are worthy of a relationship versus girls that aren't and you'll know uh, and you also like have experience ones. with women to kind of like know what mm-hmm. you're doing. Like sexual inexperience like will punish you a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Because uh, like girls will tell you, oh, I'm sugar and spice and everything nice, but you can't see the red flags because you're not experienced with women. So I say 50 lay count bare minimum uh, and then you got to be 35 years old, you know? So I say these are the things you want to definitely have in place before you even think about a relationship and it's going to take time to acquire. So I would say for the most part, It's very dangerous to get in a long-term relationship or marriage in today's climate, as everybody in here I'm sure already knows. But I would say have those things in place and then just put a girl through the vetting machine to make sure she's worthy of a relationship because, quite frankly, most girls are not, man. And they have bad habits that are going to ruin the relationship anyway. So you got to be very, uh, uh, I guess, careful who you bring into your life.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Judd Grover for two bucks. Nothing funnier than when harem girls want rings. Uh, Digi Nomad uh, for five Canadian dollars, 140th in Cancun. The better ROI is joining the 1099 crew. Myron William Airy, Aaron, I await your book. Afterthought after your research, help chat. Uh, I don't know what 140th in Cancun means. Uh, a uh better oh, ROI,
1: yeah. I think he's talking about how many girls, uh, he goes one for 40 uh, doing approaches. Is what he's talking oh, about. Okay. That's pretty okay, good, bro. So. That's about what I go in, in Miami. Uh when I do night game and uh night game in Miami, I'm going for some one for somewhere between twenty to forty. So that's pretty good, bro. Good good stuff. Um
0: one one out of forty getting laid, not just yeah. one out of forty going um, on a date.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, that's one out of forty approaches that he's able to close. So that's not bad. Um he's asking if I'll marry bro. That's an excellent question. Um th- the only way I would get married in, 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 with, with with the way the laws are set up here, man, is I wouldn't do it legally. I would only do it Islamically, and I'd probably get married to a woman from an Islamic background. You know what I mean? They're from the Middle East somewhere. I.
0: What oh, does like, your mom and dad think? I mean, are they proud? I mean, because my old man's a pastor, yeah. and you could see him begrudgingly say, what does your son do? Well, and you could see the curves. On his like, he can't say he's proud, but he's got this idea. I mean, your folks kind of oh, what's little Myron up to? Yeah, now?
1: my mom is constantly sending <laughs> me pictures of like chicks from like Egypt and Sudan or whatever. You want to marry her? You want to marry her? I'm like, bruh, like I'm like chill, man. I'm, no, not I'm not. I ain't ready. But like, uh, but when I do decide that I want to have a family or whatever, like, yeah, definitely probably gonna deal with a girl that has some uh, Islamic ideals uh, from. One of those countries. Now, with that said, I'm not delusional, guys. I understand well, full well that bringing her to the West is going to westernize her, uh, but you know it is what it is. I'm going to have to probably just like mitigate it best I can. But that's hey, what I. Would go. What's uh
0: think. Carterum? Is that the? Or is that Chad's main town?
1: Uh, you what, mean what's
0: the main town in Ch- in Sudan?
1: Oh, Khartoum yeah you, that's, you wouldn't uh, go
0: back there for uh
1: no nah, I don't like Sudanese girls I, I'd probably okay. go with, with a uh a Moroccan a Jordanian an Egyptian uh Saudi Arabian maybe uh not not Saudi Arabian. Huh. but like I'd, I'd probably get a girl that because uh, my I grew up speaking Arabic so I'd want a girl that like, speaks fluent Arabic because my Arabic is rusty you know obviously the, the the kid will be able to speak Arabic and I'll have someone that's fluent in the house and everything like that but That's way down the road since he's asking me, but yeah, I mean, I would have to be very careful how I go about it, uh, because obviously bringing her over here is going to change things significantly, but I'd have to figure that out.
0: (laughs) And then he asks, Aaron, I await your book, Afterthought, after your research. Um, Yeah, it's not, it wasn't an afterthought. When When I came up, this was originally a book idea that I had. Also, just I wanted to know the research to see if it corroborated what most guys' experiences were, and it did, by the way, if you were wondering. You're not insane, um, but I was gonna. Turn, but it also served as a good uh, speaking topic, uh, for the red, uh, uh the rule zero guys. Uh, are we caught up? <clears throat> oh, no, we're not. This is the problem. Myron, it's sad. They throw all this money at me and they never let me go. I feel like a stripper. Now I know what it's like to be a girl on the internet on the fans only account.
1: Yeah, man. Only. parents yeah, should start OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. No. I want to know. Hey, uh, t- you, t- you know him? Yeah, he's one of my guys. Thank you, Timmy, okay. for the support. Okay, thanks. He's, he's from Australia, man. Really good Australia. guy. Man.
0: Yeah. And then uh, M2PG4 for two bucks. I thought you were on vacation. I M2PG4. I li- I just said I'm not doing asshole consulting. I still gonna do the podcast. I still have to write the book. I just don't have time. And I already promised different people that I, I I have a bunch of asshole consulting requests to do. I can't leave them hanging, but I'm taking no new clients for the next two weeks. Uh, but I uh, I was going to have Myron on anyway. Cool. I think we're caught up. Awesome. Well, listen, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you, <clears throat> what services you offer? Because I know you and your buddy are coming up with a, a class on unlocking the algorithm of instagram that sounds interesting unto itself but uh tell everybody about uh, your website and, and, and different projects you got going
1: yeah man um so uh guys we're in the process right now of building our podcast studio uh it's almost done we'll probably we might be able to shoot our first live show there next week but in general guys uh get on our patreon patreon.com slash fresh fit that's where me and my boy fresh Prince ceo put all the uh the unedited content on how we deal with chicks uh we put receipts in there we had a fun weekend with some uh strippers that came to hang out with us uh you guys definitely want to check that out we did it went on a boat and did some other stuff uh so you guys want to see that stuff get on the patreon uh we what, also do- what
0: is, out of curiosity what did you go to school for are you even doing what you went to school
1: for yeah yeah no, no sure yeah i went to school for criminal justice
0: Okay, do you work in that field or would you rather not say? Because I, I I find out it's amazing how all these guys on the internet, like, yeah, I went to school for this, but I'm not even doing any of that. Yeah,
1: I'm not doing anything. I'm okay, just good, good. Talk, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, in general, um, so yeah, get on the Patreon. We have uh, all that content on there. And um, yeah, man, it's it's a lot of fun on there. You can get in for only five bucks. Uh we're gonna go live on my channel in about 30 minutes, 6 p.m. We're gonna talk about night game. Okay. 101 live. Uh, we'll open up the phone lines, answer all the questions. And uh, yeah, man, patreon.com slash fresh fit. And then if you guys want personal training uh, coaching, uh, just hit me up on Instagram on unplug fit. Uh, that's unplug fit is my handle for all my stuff, Twitter, everything. And yeah, man, Aaron, thank you so much for having me on, bro. Because like this is this is awesome. Like I went from reading your book to being on your show. This is great, man. Like, You'll this-
0: find out as you get to know me. It's not that great. It's just like, uh, have you ever watch our Dungeons and Dragons? Since you're Mister Dragon Ball Z, I could show you how nerdy I am. You ever watch our Dungeons and Dragons cartoon or uh, games with me and Rolo in the
1: gang? No, uh, uh, but you do. You guys, you guys play. You guys play Warhammer? Uh no, we can though. Rolo plays R- Warhammer. Dude, I want a game. I wanted to get uh get into Warhammer 40k for the longest man. Now that I got a little bit of money, I might go buy my Tau set that I've been trying to get for years. Okay,
0: uh, you know what? I look up the Masculine Geeks because you are a geek. Look up the Masculine Geeks because they talk about geek or not. They're the ones that host the game. Okay. Um. But yeah, no. If if you set up a Warhammer, we might have some guys ready to play.
1: Yeah, dude, like I, I've always wanted to get into it. I just never had the money for it growing up as a kid. So like now I'm like, dude, should I do this? Like I can do it now, finally. You know what I'm saying? You know,
0: you know what I am gonna get myself? You ever collect coins when you're a kid?
1: No, I collected uh Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon cards.
0: Okay, some similar to that baseball cards, you know, some are rare, there are others. So there's this this wheat penny that was very rare. It's a nineteen oh nine V D B. And um it's the one collection most kids didn't have because it's so rare. I'm getting that. I'm getting that here pretty soon.
1: Yeah, I um. guess I guess we're all showing our nerd stuff here. I also played Overwatch at a really high level too. Uh for really? uh, which I don't know, well I don't know if you know that game, but people in the chat probably know. I, I played a uh, McCree. I made it to grandmaster level, which is like the high, not the it's like in the top 3% of players. But I gave it up once I I gave up video games when I moved to Miami. But, uh, I was
0: about to say you got to hide all your cool stuff when the girls come over because they're gonna oh, say what's I this? What's this? And
1: yeah. like, <laughs> I just gave it all up, man. I was like, dude, I'm, I can't, I can't do this stuff no more, man. Like this is gonna, this is a huge distraction, and you know it's gonna kill my game. But like you know, I definitely grew up as a nerd. You know, playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Pokemon, uh, Red version, Blue version, Yellow version. You know, mm-hmm. uh, huge gamer growing up, uh, Super Smash Bros, all that. So. I have a, that's always going to be a part of me, man. That's why, like, I identify so much with, like, uh, guys in this community because, you know, I, I'm, I'm, there ain't really that much of a difference. Like, the the only difference is, like, I kind of, like, figured things out with chicks, but I'm still the same you guy. You went to the gym, yeah, but you also went there to you the go. gym yeah, and you put too. in the work, <laughs>
0: right, right. Uh, Judge Rory, got, you got a uh, snuck one in here. <laughs> Claire, you think you could handle dating in 2020? No, I'm too old. Like, if you gave me my energy and strength and my, above all else, my naivete, like my innocence and hope back when I was younger. Sure, but now, no, I wouldn't. Um, I'd be, I'd be done. All right, Dre here again. This is what they do. Then this is how they keep us hooked. Not Dre for-, for two bucks. That's yeah. awesome. Myron's in shape with a game and a geek. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, anyway, take a look at those masculine geek guys. I'll um, I'll hook you up maybe next time. And if we'll we'll run, I'll run past them, see if they want to do a warhammer, uh, hammer game. All right.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll like tune in and watch it because I have never seen a game live, so I'll, I'll check it out for sure. Not the, not the greatest, but you'll get an idea of how it looks. So it's a lot of rolling. Right, to, that, that.
0: Uh that's it. Uh, like I said, guys, asshole consulting is closed for two weeks. In the meantime, go occupy yourself with uh, I don't know books, uh, other people's podcasts. Tune into Myron's show tonight if you're a younger guy and want to pick up on the basics of game and the not so basics. Uh, then also, uh, for those of you, anyone who's tuning in, uh, from your channel predominantly, uh, cause most of the guys on my channel don't need this. I have a minimalism seminar coming up on the 25th of October. If you're interested in that, reach out to me. Uh, you can email me at asshole consulting. I'll do that, but that's, uh, that's something you can take a look at, but that'll be going on between now when I resurface for asshole consulting. So, <laughs> all right, well, thanks for coming on the show, Myron. I'll see everybody later. Thanks
1: for having me on, dude. This was great.